0: Welcome back, Looney listeners. This is episode 70 of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to the High Priest of Khonshu Ray, and uh, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, we have with us Josh Geronimo Johnson. How are you going, Josh?
1: Oh, I'm doing doing all right, man. It's good to be back again. It's also yeah. good to be following up uh, creator of Moon Knight for the second time. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Of course. Oh, yes. Of course, we had the Jason Burrows, and now you're uh, you're following up on Max Bemis. Although we have got a an Isla Ra slotted in there. Just recently, we dropped that. Oh. Yeah, with. Um, oh,
1: yeah, I forgot.
0: Yeah, Dustin Cold Case Kurtz and, and Connor. They went through Dustin's Isla Ra books. Uh, so, welcome, Loonies. Um, also, just to let you know, poor Connor Shue, he is not with us again tonight. I believe he got seduced by someone with spirals and uh, things kind of went went pear-shaped. I think uh, things went quite graphic. So, poor Connor is not with us. Uh, hopefully he feels better soon, Connor shoe and uh, we'll catch you next episode. But, as I mentioned, Connor Shue hosted Dustin. In our recently dropped episode, episode sixty nine, and they went through a fair few interesting, interesting books. Uh, Tonight, though, we will have a a lunar pick as is Conshu's demand from the night sky, the phases of the moon. It is a uh, let me see, have I got it here? It is a waning crescent, and so we are doing a classic run with uh, Avengers Volume One. Number two eleven by force of mind, but before any of that, Josh, I just want just want to see how things are going. Had you managed to catch episode 69 and the books by Dustin by any chance?
1: uh yeah I did I did manage to listen to it yesterday
0: yeah it's yeah, uh so. yeah, it's a uh, Dustin had quite a varied uh I don't know four books that he chose they were quite interesting and these are the things this is what I love about IR. Uh, Josh, and, and you know well uh, all about it because you have been on the Isle Ra yourself, uh, just getting to know all these different books from everyone. Everyone's got obviously different tastes. Uh, it's a great way to discover new things. And, and Dustin had that big uh, manga book, I guess, um, at the end, number one, which sounded very uh, very graphic and, and full of horror. Um, are you a horror person yourself, Josh?
1: Uh, no, not really. Not really a horror, not, not even a manga person, really.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, so, uh, yeah. So the, the, Sorry? The
1: one, the one he had that really interested me was the Scooby Apocalypse. Yeah. Which I, I've seen like on the shelves, of, and like, seeing the covers, you're just like, what the hell is this? But then having him <laughs> kind of explain it actually sounds pretty interesting and fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I listened to a couple of podcasts and uh, there have been mixed reviews for Scooby Apocalypse, um, so I'm actually I'm glad that Dustin brought that along uh, because it's obviously something that he likes, and it's again it's a prime example of um, you like what you like. Really, it's it's personal taste, and there's nothing right or wrong to it. Uh, so Scooby Apocalypse was was pretty good. Uh, he had. Black Hammer as well, uh, Moon Knight alumni Jeff Lemire. Um, have you read? Have you read Black Hammer as well, Josh? Uh, no, I have not. no. Oh, okay. Uh, Black Hammer is a fantastic run. Of course, you know this is pending all funds. You know, obviously, you can't buy and you can't get everything. So, obviously, I understand, Josh. There are priorities, of course. But, um, Jeff Lemire, uh, ex Moon Knight writer. Uh, Black Hammer as well is a fantastic run it's a bit of a, uh, as they say in the Isle of Ra, it's a bit of a love letter to the comics of old uh, and yeah well worth it and he's got in there uh, another comic you know with a with a guy who dresses up a bit as a bat or something like that but we won't go there <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah um, also as well just prior when we dropped that Isle of Ra uh just only a couple of days ago. Before that, obviously, we wrapped up with Moon Knight Volume 9, Bemis's run, uh, a very divisive, I guess, run between the loonies. Uh, and I'd like to just, I guess, throw it to you, Josh, as well. I know I saw some of your comments on the Facebook group, but uh, reflecting upon the whole run, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on Volume 9 by Bemis and Burroughs?
1: I enjoyed it. Um, There are some parts that I didn't enjoy as much. Um, I know I didn't have very many nice things to say about issue 199. I know a lot of people didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But after hearing you guys talk to him about it, it kind of gave me a different perspective. And probably in the upcoming weeks, I'm probably just going to read through the whole run straight through again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. While all that information is fresh in my mind from what he was saying. But I think the, I really liked the, the crazy runs of the family arc. Mm-hmm. And then I did like how he tried to do like little two part stories, but like I said, I think, I think all of his, all of his, uh, arcs, they could have been one issue more. Mm. Yeah. It like there was a lot of information put in and then it kind of wrapped up real quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, Max did mention in our interview with him a couple of episodes ago, uh, and it's been said in articles as well about how kind of organic his writing was, and of course his nervous breakdown towards the end uh, didn't help causes, so to speak. Um, but as you say, I mean, look, it's there's nothing um, out of the ordinary of of being quite confused and uh, and maybe dismissive of the last two one ninety nine and two hundred because they are difficult issues to to read uh, and. It is. It is nice, and we're so grateful to have that insight from Max as to where it kind of uh, generated from, and and his kind of uh, mindset during the time that he wrote it. So it does help a lot to to know that. But you know, at the same time as well, a a comic book reader who might just waltz into the store and just say randomly pick up one ninety nine or two hundred will find it a very difficult read. So. There's no surprise that I think it garnered quite a bit of uh, controversy. Let's say that amongst the loony community. Um, but yeah, I mean, your I mean, your your points were I think totally valid. I think on the, on the Facebook group, um, and also, you know, further to that, you mentioned the short, the short sporadic arcs towards the end. They were fun, uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, as you said, they probably could have done with maybe one one or more issue each, I think. Um, what did you think of, if anything, what I love about Bemis is that he's actually given a lot more um, pieces on the board now for Moon Knight. So we have Dietris, his daughter, uh, and we have a, a new slab of, of, of villains. We've got, like, the collective um headed by maurice and and amalgamated with all these other minds we've got ernst uh, and we have sun king and and the truth um your thoughts on those characters josh are you are you fans of them would you like to see them again soon
1: uh well, starting with the sun King because I guess he was sort of like the most mm-hmm. common one I've liked him as a villain and I still i I did like how towards the end he sort of turned good mm-hmm I, I did like that. It, was a, it wasn't a twist I saw coming at first. So I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know how much I did this. Hmm. But by the end, I'm like, you know what? I can I can dig this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like Ernst all that much. Okay. Mainly because I think a lot of... I'm not one that... Well, I don't like when the characters kind of like when they just ramble on and on and on about like... <laughs> like in metaphors. Yeah. That drives me insane. And he does it well wow. so much
0: <laughs> that was that was pretty much 199 wasn't it that was a real yeah. a long monologue yeah
1: i uh i didn't really the issue 194 i know a lot of people like when i first read it i didn't really like it and i haven't gone back to it but oh, i guess okay. i'm gonna reread it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and but then when i saw he kind of how he became the leader of the that society. Yes, and I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting twist. But then as it went on, I'm like, uh, I don't know how much I'm, I'm digging this.
0: Yeah,
1: but do, uh, we'll what, see how it go in the reread.
0: <laughs> what do you think of the the Society of Sadists though? Like that kind of little cult.
1: Uh, I really liked the first issue of that where they showed like all like the new yeah the new character like the new members they were. Coming in like the guy mm-hmm. that like tattoo people to death, and how the other one chick was like a mob boss. I really liked that issue. Yeah, and then in the next one where they put him in that labyrinth, and then they make one panel appearance. Yeah, that was such a waste for me. It's like, well, why did you use up the whole? Why did you use yeah. the whole previous issue to show them just to not have a minute? Like,
0: yeah,
1: like that kind of stuff is the stuff that kind of more like the negative stuff that i found about this whole run there's a lot of build-up for characters and the same thing with the collective too you have all their backstories and then one character makes like comes out and the other ones just they just fall to the side
0: yeah and look i think that's a great example as well josh of being um being constructive in in your criticism as well so you know and and i i'd agree as well uh you know, to the extent the pacing was really weird, uh, it didn't seem like a two-parter, I mean, if you got that first part, which was 197, as you said, where they profiled, you know, the sadists, um, that was a nice build-up, and, and you'd expect a few issues to, to, you know, to expand the arc, but we didn't get that. And then similar to the collective as well, so they were very short and sharp, uh, but, yeah, as you said, it, it it's totally totally valid as well. I mean, it's a good a good thing to have when people are wanting more, you know? So <laughs> so that's uh, you know, that's a that's a plus, I guess. But um it was also very very esque I thought. Bem esque is that yeah? I thought uh with that issue as you mentioned, the 197 where he profiles those characters cuz um when we chatted with with Max it was all talk about how he kind of highlights i guess subcultures in society and uh and he, he very much did it there i thought there and in the collective were very similar to uh to his style in his earlier writings in particular polarity but um yeah yeah uh look i think ernst is pretty cool uh i would be more inclined to see him lumped with the this the Society of Sadists, uh, you know, going forward, because, I mean, well, as you say, we haven't really seen him uh, do much, really, other than 194, which he, which he was quite horrific in, uh, but I don't know, it seems like, like with him being part of the Society of Sadists, he would have uh, a lot more to, a lot more flexibility, I guess, to to be worked into stories. So, uh, yeah, wouldn't mind seeing Ernst and look, like you said, Sun King as well. I think he's good. Uh, I like the fact again that he's kind of he, kind of walks the line between villain, reformed villain, and uh, and hero even as well. But um, yeah, very very cool. What did you think of Dietrich? Um Moon Knight. So he's got to deal with a a uh, a child now. He's um, his daughter.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I mean, when you think about it, was it really necessary for her to be introduced? I mean, I, I do mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the fact that it's something new. Yeah. But I feel like. I feel like she was just introduced, just so I think by M- Max introduced her just to have like a part of himself in it, and <laughs> brain yeah. the character, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, that di- that Diatrice is is, is
0: is is Lucy, his, daughter, yeah, his daughter, yeah,
1: yeah. But when you think about it, if if you would go through the entire run,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how much is she really in there, yeah. and is she really even even to keep key part, it's just like I'd be interested to see how other, if I'm hoping that we get another run and see how somebody else kind of yep. deals with her
0: mm, mm. uses her. Oh look, I, I think that's a again, um, pretty good point actually, I hadn't considered it but looking back on it and, and looking how Dietrich fits into the scheme of things, apart from that one reveal at the end or, uh, towards the middle of Crazy Runs in the Family where Sun King visits Marlene's house And we find out that Marlene and Jake had uh, had done the dirty and had, you know, had Diatrice. Apart from that, yeah, Diatrice didn't seem to be, you know, integral in in the overall story and the overall series. But having said that, uh, and again, as you say, it would be interesting to see what what Beamus has done. Is is now actually expanded the the Moon Knight, um, I know, canon. So it would be interesting. Now, you know, writers can go down a, another avenue now when they're writing and uh, potentially uh, include Dietrich. Look, they might even just ignore her. You know how new volumes, they just they just start afresh. So uh, who, who knows? Right. Uh, but I'd like actually to see somewhere down the track a bit more development of what we saw was Jeff Lemire's page in issue 200 where Dietrich draws this comic book and it's a kind of a, a vision of how she sees herself in the future. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see a version of that, seeing a, a grown-up diatress, even if it's just a one-shot um, issue, uh, just to see, you know, how how she factors into this whole Moon Knight Khonshu, um thing. I mean, I guess... I mean, look, I guess you could argue the fact that Conchu chose Mark, and there's this whole kind of debate about, again, what Bemis introduced about Moonlight being a legacy character. Like, remember how you saw him as a as a cowboy, as a in World War One? You, you know how it's kind of like, oh, right. yeah, almost like Black Panther or or Iron Fist or Ghost Rider. You know, there are different iterations throughout the ages. Um, I wonder if they explore or stick to that more, or the other argument is that the thing that makes Moon Knight special, I guess, is that Khonshu chose Mark. But I'm kind of conflicted, Josh, because another part of me thinks, well, it's unreasonable to think that throughout, you know, thousands and thousands of years, Khonshu would have only visited one person to be an avatar, a uh, a uh, avatar of vengeance. Um, so... Right. I don't know. I guess I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, I can understand that the Moon Knight would be a legacy character, but I also, you know, but that kind of detracts from Mark Spector being special because of his uh, multiple identities, you know, which doesn't come part and parcel if you are the Fist of Konshu, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. That's Mark's thing, and and whether or not other Moon Knights uh, are just kick-ass fighters um then yeah that's that's yet to be seen but anyway I'd like to see Dietrich get in there um yeah so you know would you be looking looking ahead for moon Knight looking fingers crossed we do get something uh I'll, I'll just put it out to you right now here Josh any thoughts of who you'd like to see headed as a as a creative show runner or or writer for the series
1: um I'm not one that's really like familiar with like certain people's work, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So I don't really have a preference. Just who someone who can do a good job really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that'd be um, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm just trying to think of. I remember in your Isle of Raz, you were, uh, you enjoyed like the Nam stuff like that, and 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 uh, war comics. I'm wondering if. You know, a good, a good avenue to go down for the next Moon Knight thing would be to to look again at his mercenary days, and, and then have it kind of, you know, you can have different genres. Like you can have it kind of like uh, a war or a, a military style comic. I think that would be interesting. Like well, think of yeah, Punisher. What is it? Pun- Punisher Platoon. Was that it? Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, we could, you know, we could go round and round about it. Um, also, Josh, I don't know, I haven't asked you, but uh, your Netflix watching, in, in any TV series. I know you're a big fan of The Arrow. Daredevil, have you managed to catch that?
1: Oh, yeah, I watched that. I finished that the weekend it came out.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Wow, I, I thought yep. you... I thought you were a slow burner sort of guy. I didn't realize you did the binge thing. Uh, uh
1: well that just proves the show how good Daredevil is. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And and no spoilers here, but obviously you obviously you enjoyed it.
1: Oh, definitely. I really liked how they pulled they pulled inspiration from everywhere. Like mm. so many different runs. I won't necessarily say not what runs, but uh, um well Bo- born again born obviously a, everyone yeah. knows that.
0: Yeah, I think everyone but there's a, there's knows a- Sorry,
1: there's some there's some other ones that uh, mm. that they that they pull from too.
0: Yeah, uh, are you a big Daredevil fan, by the way, Josh?
1: Oh yeah, I I, I really dig Daredevil. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I was just telling Connor, uh, not not Connor Shue. I was telling the other Connor uh, who I do another podcast with from the Iron Fist podcast. I was telling him how uh, I've been collecting Daredevil, you know, since the '90s, and he was like, oh. I never knew you were a Daredevil fan. It's a, there are a lot of fans, I, I think, that... I think a lot of people really do dig Daredevil, um, but you just, I don't know, you just don't hear it a lot. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of the... I have most of the Frank Miller run, like, in floppy form. Well, I have... Wow. I'm a, I probably have about almost 100 issues of Daredevil, just in cool. single form. Most of the... Most of, like, 200 to three. 20 Mm -hmm. is what i have so or i should say 170 to like 320 something like that i have a lot i actually did just read the uh the you just said about Daredevil from the 90s i don't know if you've read this but daredevil fall from grace yeah
0: that's a massive and that's actually collected in an epic collection as well that's a massive it's a great arc oh
1: it's it's definitely wacky i'll say that well it's
0: very very (laughs) 90s yeah and Yeah, yeah, it's, um, Fall From Grace is, is, yeah, is crazy. That's the whole, the new Daredevil costume and everything. It was a bit, it was a bit crazy. But the, the lead up to it was really cool as well. I think there were a couple of issues. This was a whole run, I think, with Lee Weeks as a, as a, um, artist. Um, and it was fantastic. Like, you had Bullseye in there as well, um, in the lead up to it. It was, it was really good. Uh, yeah, look, I, I just finished Daredevil, like, last night, just the last two episodes, because I've been watching just a couple every every night or so. Uh, and yeah, my God, I just probably would have to be the the best series, like season of any series, I think. I'd have to say, it. I'd have to say. Maybe... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'd give it Daredevil Season 1 because, it you know, it kick-started the whole thing and, and that just came out of the gates and that was just pure... Pure Bliss. So it might be on par with that, uh, but it might be a touch better. Got to hand it to Eric Ollison. He's done a fantastic job. So, Loonies, if you haven't seen it... And, um, I don't know, Josh, were you keeping a bit of a moon watch (laughs) during the season? There were a fair few cabs there, so... (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, I think at this point anytime we anytime you see a cab you yeah. just you keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. I think yeah. we all know it's not it's not gonna be, but we no. keep our hope so. <laughs>
0: well yeah, even like a I don't know, even like a subtle nod would have been cool. I did pick up um and this is no spoilers as well, I did pick up in Foggy uh Foggy's gym, Fogwell's gym. Where they, um, you know, where they sit and talk and stuff. There was a poster in the background of t- uh, two boxes, and it was Parker versus Morales, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, oh
1: yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So then I was like, I was madly trying to look at all the other posters, trying to figure out who's, you know, who's in it. But um, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. I love those little Easter eggs; they're good. Um, yeah. Uh, look, also as well, just. Just quickly, uh, cancellation of Iron Fist and Luke Cage on Netflix. This is old news. Nothing really to do with with Moon Knight there, but uh, speculation as to Heroes for Hire. We don't know. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, uh, look, I'm not even. Uh, had you? Have you? Did you watch Iron Fist or Luke Cage, Josh? As well?
1: Oh yeah, I watch. I watch both of their recent oh, okay.
0: seasons. Okay, cool. Did you, I really like Luke Cage Season 2. Actually, I liked Iron Fist Season 2 as well, but uh, it's funny, looking back at Daredevil Season 3, it's just really different, isn't it? Um, did you enjoy them, or...?
1: Uh, oh, I, I really enjoyed Season 2 of Luke Cage. Mm. I, thought that, I thought Season 2 was even better than Season oh, 1. Oh, me
0: too. Me too. By far, I uh, thought. Really uh, good.
1: And then Iron Fist, um, like I said before, I thought... I enjoyed it. I still think it was. I still think it was too long. The way. Ah yes. I, I, even though it was ten episodes, I still thought it should have been like six. Okay. And and the um the last like in like the towards the end where they have that little bit of time jump.
0: Yes. Not not
1: not going to spoil anything, but they no. have like, that time jump. Yeah, yeah. But I wish I wish we could have seen what happened in that that time jump. Yeah, Which yeah. They set they set up the show, but now we're not going to see it. Now
0: it's a uh, now it's forever, and even with Luke Cage, they left Luke Cage as the um the boss of of Harlem Knights, and, you know, so he was kind of kind of bad then. He was like kind of uh taking over from Cottonmouth, and we'll never see what happens there. I mean, that's yeah. Anyway, um,
1: well, I I do have I do have a I do have, I like a an idea so. I don't know if you guys have talked about it before, but um, I guess with the coming with the Disney streaming service, they're yep. doing the um, like they're giving like characters like their own like miniseries, like the one that was announced this week was yes um, Falcon and and Bucky. Bucky yeah. And I guess there's one before is like oh there's going be a Scarlet Witch and a Loki one. Mm-hmm. I would like I, you know it would be it would be cool if they would do instead of giving them like a net like a, a Netflix one. For yeah. uh, for Iron Fist, Luke Cage, when the streaming service comes out, just give them like a four issue, four issue, four <laughs> episode, mini mini series to kind of just tie up their loose ends, and then give them a Heroes for Hire like yeah. ten episode thing.
0: That'd be pretty cool. Actually, I'm thinking now even as well. Uh, maybe it could even be like you know like Sherlock, where they they just release three episodes, but they're kind of like movie length episodes or something. That would be pretty good. Um, you you know keep the money in the production and and cut down on the amount of episodes, but just make some really good, kind of a bit longer episodes. I think that would be cool. But yeah, um, yeah, Disney, who knows? We've got to wait and see. I really do hope we see more Ryan Fist and Luke Cage. They are, you know, they're big, biggish players in the, well, in the Marvel Universe. I say that only maybe it's because of the exposure of the TV series, but I don't know. To me, they always seemed kind of big, I mean not as big as Daredevil but um, they've constantly had had uh, titles, you know, in the comic books um, so you know, I don't know who knows, who knows um, and I guess then also Josh, finally just uh, your current reading list current pull list What's um, what's been taking your fancy the last week or so?
1: Uh, I've been reading a lot of 80s and early 90s stuff um yeah. like i said before i've I've been reading some of the uh, the era of the avengers that we mm-hmm. are going to be talking about just yeah. so i can re-familiarize, re-familiarize myself with that um i've also been reading some of the 80s thor by walt simonson oh nice which is which is a, a really good a really good uh era. i know that people say that's the best one, and i have like the best era of thor and i have i, I definitely have to agree mm. Yeah. Um, if I have to, if I, if anyone's looking for any recommendations for that era of Thor, I would say read issues 350 to
0: 354.
1: Okay. Imagine, imagine if you had the Avengers movie combined with Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. That is, that is basically that, that, uh that run and it is freaking epic. And I, I cool. guess imagine if you combine that with Thor Ragnarok. But uh yeah, that is definitely an epic, an epic run.
0: Cool, yeah, I do like. Um, then... sorry, sorry, just, just quickly, I do like um, for Thor. We'll get onto it with the Avengers books that we cover, but I do like the iteration of Thor in the comic that we'll cover tonight. Uh, you know, with the basically him and Donald Blake, uh, and you know Donald Blake with his cane and and uh, turning into Thor. Uh, yeah, I uh, think yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a bit old school, but um, yeah, I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, that's how it was back back then. Yeah.
0: And uh, sorry, you were saying as well.
1: Uh, and then just just uh, since yesterday, I've been reading through some more issues of the Nom. Oh, which is still they're still really good. I got a whole uh, your own personal war. I got <laughs> 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 I got a whole I got a whole run from like issues forty two to fifty one from nice. my dad because he, he he got he bought a box like a big box of comics at an auction for a dollar and then you just like here, pick through, pick through what you want. And they're just like, like 10 issues of the novel. They're like, Oh, that's awesome. So I've been reading through that and, um, and it's still really good. I know, uh, it's. I know we talked about obviously on my hour we covered an issue, mm-hmm. and I know you said how oh, you really enjoyed it, and yeah. I think if, if you enjoyed if you enjoyed that, you would enjoy like these kind of, these issues too.
0: Okay, have you got any it's um rec- any recommendations of the actual issues? I've I've got a few sneaky issues of the Nam, um, in digital as well. So uh, I might I might just zone in uh, hone in sorry on those. If if you have the particular, <laughs> do, do you have the issue numbers? Uh, the, the ones? ones
1: I just read uh, 42, 43, mm-hmm. and 45. Okay, um, those are the ones I just I just read. Uh, cool. They're they're yeah they're pretty much just, they're all just one off stories. Yeah. So you can kind of just just jump in. All right. But um, those are the ones I just read. They're they're all pretty good.
0: Nice. Are you um? Have you did you catch at all? Uh, Web of Venom, or um that that issue.
1: I really wanted to. It's good. Um, it's it, good. It, it 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 just happened to come out at a time where uh, finances were yeah okay. Well, uh, we kind of compromised. So just like yeah. ugh, it's like I think it's like a four ninety nine issue. I'm just like oh man, I, I really want to read it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I just couldn't I just couldn't I just couldn't purchase it at the time. I might look into getting it digitally just so I can read it. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Oh well, yeah. Um, uh... I might have a code still. I don't know. I can give that to you if you want. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, no worries. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, just just quickly. Is oh, sorry. Any other? So they're, they're big reads. You know, you're reading Thor, Avengers, Nam. Have you got any other space for uh, anything else or? Uh,
1: um. Oh, well, I, I read the 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 comics I bought this week. Okay. Um, I I read. Uh, I got Daredevil. The new daredevil which is part of the death of daredevil
0: so this is crazy Um, to me i can't believe that like i never i never you know i never figured you as a daredevil fan it's it's so weird you know but there you are collecting daredevil regularly you know got over 100 floppies it's it's uh it's cool
1: (laughs) yeah well well, i didn't even really know Mm -hmm. uh really know about Daredevil until the show come out. I only ever had one Daredevil issue from, like, back in the day. I got from one of those random packs I got mm-hmm. years ago. And I didn't even, I, that's all I knew about it. It was, like, a special, like, promotional, like, issue from, like, it was, like, a, I forget what it was, but it was, like, a fire safety one or something like that. Oh, okay. And, it, <laughs> and yeah, and it was, like, and there was, like, this villain called, like, v- Vapora, and I guess she was like made out of like gas or something like that <laughs> sounds Garrett like was, a keeper
0: yeah
1: <laughs> uh, oh this is from like the early 90s yeah, or something yeah. <laughs> <like that. laughs> and I guess because of his senses he can like he's the only one that can that can deal with it because no one else can see her but, but he can
0: ah uh, right of course yeah. and I
1: remember them saying like oh he's oh uh, uh, I'm blind but I can see but I'm, I remember reading that like so long ago I'm like how does that like how can it be a superhero but be blind like yeah. I didn't understand how that so that was the only one I had, but then when the show came out, I went.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just went. and I just grabbed, grabbed whatever I could, and yeah, yeah. Here that, we are
0: <laughs> that. That's so funny because that was my first impression of Daredevil as well when I first came across him. Uh, I think one of the first issues I got was uh, again it was back in the nineties. It was a Daredevil annual and had Spider Man. That's why I got it, and uh, had Daredevil. And he, he, you know, he carried himself with such, you know, with such conviction and, and confidence. And then I think I read somewhere it's like oh yeah and he's blind and I I kind of double-taked as well going what he's blind <laughs> like it was <laughs> it's so weird it it's very strange because it really did challenge my perception of a superhero and for that time I was just going oh that no that can't be right you know but then then you understand like the the beauty of it you know with his senses and stuff so yeah, it's funny that you say that because I, I I had the same thing as well
1: it's uh it it, it is funny because you would think that like he does have like the perfect like alter ego, mm. like no one will ever consi- yeah. would ever consider that a blind guy could be. Like. So when you think about it, more superheroes should just pretend to be blind. <laughs> they would never be. <laughs> they would have to worry about their secret identities being figured out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No one would question it for sure. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, no man, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I've got the Daredevil. I haven't I haven't read that yet. I'm so behind with my current list. I'm, I'm about. Maybe a week, a week and a half behind. Um, so I've only just caught up on uh, Infinity Warps, Arachnite. Uh, very cool, very cool by Dennis Hopeless, one of my favourite writers. Uh, and and incidentally, loonies, we will be covering Arachnite shortly. I'm hoping to um, to speak to Conchu and under the new moon, which I believe is this coming Thursday. Uh, the new moon decrees that we release a spotlight of some description, so I'm I'm hoping that will be the Arachnite. Um, so hopefully we'll have a review of that. Uh, but yeah, Arachnite. Um, I've been getting the X Men Black. I think that that's been pretty cool. Um, another little point of point of difference, Josh as well. Uh, been trying to get my trying to get my fingers into into DC. So have been reading, obviously, a bit of Superman, a bit of Wonder Woman, and a bit of Batman. Now, I don't know if other loonies have been listening to the other podcasts, which I currently do with Connor, which is Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I had a little bit of a go at Batman. This is my one Batman reference (laughs) for this show. Uh, I may have got a little worked up, um, you know, speaking to, to the other Connor um, you know, just I just get worked up with stuff, and and uh, may have said a few things about Batman. Uh, look, I want to give him a chance as well. He is DC's Moon Knight, so we'll give him a chance. I've been reading some Detective. It's okay. It's good. It's good. I'll, I'll stick with it. Um, and and I'll probably read the big things like um, Death in the Family. Uh, actually, Dustin, our uh, Cold Case Kurtz has has uh told me to hit him up for any suggestions or recommendations for Batman. So. I'll be doing that, Dustin. Don't you worry. Um, it'll be good. We really had a bit of a chat. Uh, so yeah, so just just doing a bit of DC. Uh, I've got heaps of heaps of comics to catch up on. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, can't really see what I was wanting to do, Josh. So I've got your recommendations, right? I want to put in the show notes, just saying Thor, three fifty 350 to three fifty four. Nice little recommendation, uh, and the Nam issues 42, 43, 45. I want to put that in the show notes for loonies who may be interested in just doing a bit of back reading, um, and a little small recommendation there from your your fellow loony. Um, I myself cannot uh, give you a rec uh, other than a rack I think that's probably probably go read that. That that's pretty good. Um, We'll go from there Alright, now we better get on to our review soon But quickly, let's just go through some news that I have here Okay, uh, first bit of news uh, And um, I'll have to put this up somehow I'll put these again in the show notes Infinity Warps, uh, the last issue, issue 6 Infinity Wars, sorry Has a a, a variant cover by Mark Brooks And I'll put this here Beautiful, beautiful art here. You're having a look at this, Josh. This is just um, is very, very gorgeous art front cover, uh, and we have a knight on the front. So there's a bit of a nod front and center too. Front and center, looking really, really good actually. I don't know what do you, what do you think about the costume? Do you like it or?
1: Uh, oh, I I do like it. it's very it's very Azrael esque. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Azrael, so I I think it's a pretty good costume, actually.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got no qualms about it. I think it looks pretty good. And, and having just read the issue, it's a pretty fun issue. It's got Peter Parker with... He's actually got multiple identities as well. Uh, there's a bit of a mix between Green Goblin and Werewolf by Night. So you have Norman Russell, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, so it really just mashes it. It's, it's a bit of fun. Like, Infinity Warps is really Really fun, I think. If you if you want a bit of no brainerness, just uh, check out Infinity Warps. Um, the Iron Hammer's been good. I haven't been too keen. I, I got the Weapon Hex, that was pretty disappointing for me. Um, I haven't done the Soldier Supreme, but I'm looking forward to the Ghost Rider Black Panther. That looks pretty good. Anyway, Arachnites is uh, is a pretty good run. I'd I'd suggest it for anyone. Um, also, as you mentioned, Josh, we've got Falcon, Winter Soldier. There seems to be a limited series in the works uh, for the Disney streaming service or channel. This will be this will be a boon. I mean, we're talking about big big names here: Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Mackie, uh You're talking about Elizabeth Olsen and um, uh, sorry, and Sebastian Stan for Winter Soldier. If they're on like the small screen, God, jeez, they must be still be making a mint, wouldn't they? Uh, for, uh, but I guess Disney's got all the money, right?
1: Well, they owed everything by now, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they just throw, you know, th- slide something across the table, you know, like ten figures, and uh you, you can just imagine Anthony Mackie going, "Yep, okay, yep, I'll do it." <laughs> um, cut, cut the check. Cut the, the check. check. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cut the check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's a funny dude. Uh, Also as well, look, a bit of rubbish news here. I'll put it in here, Josh, because uh, why not? Uh, We've got some fans speculating potential Phase 4. So one uh, crazy fan has actually done a timeline of the movie's upcoming. Uh, We know Spider-Man Far From Home, of course. That is a certainty. Then they've got here Eternals in November 2020. Then we've got Namor. 2021, which I'd love to see, Uh, Guardians Volume 3, which is up in the air, Uh, we have a sequel I guess to Captain Marvel, subtitle Annihilation, bit of a fan dream there, we have Black Widow, and then we've got here Black Panther and Moon Knight, (laughs) I just don't know what what your thoughts are here Josh, Um, quite a bit of synergy there, a bit of riding the coattails there from from Moon Knight, um, riding Ryan Coogler's coattails.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of how that would even how they even come about 'cause they don't even the only thing I could possibly think of is if it would be like a Moon Knight origin, like yeah. I like I guess that's even that's even a bad way to do it. But I could see like maybe we could have like not even Moon Knight, but Mark Specter be with like the mercenary, like with Bushman and they like do some sort of mission in Wakanda.
0: Yeah. That would
1: really be the only connection I could think of.
0: Well, the only other connection I'm <laughs> thinking of is the Mark Specter Moon Knight. God, here we go. I think it's issue 42. I uh, could be totally wrong, but it's, it's with Black Panther. Um, and that turned out to be, from memory, we did a review of it already ages ago. I believe it was uh, a nightmare that may have been causing a fuss. Um Pretending to be conchu, all that sort of stuff. So it was actually a nightmare behind it all. I can't see how they would actually stitch this together. Um, I think it's a, a bit more than a stretch. It's a it's a full on snap. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing there. Doctor Strange, Illuminati Illuminati. Yeah, okay, whatever. And the Fantastic Four, two thousand twenty two, which I'd love to see as well. So you know, out of those, I reckon Namor and Fantastic Four and Black Widow, I'd love to see. Um, I don't want to see Moon Knight tag to Black Panther. There, uh, any of these pique your interest, Josh?
1: I'm uh, well, definitely up for the Black Widow one now. Yeah. I but by this, by this point, she's been Black Widow for ten. Like this is this set are set to come out in 2020. She yeah, have been Black Widow for ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I think that she's more than overdue. Absolutely. Um, and the Fantastic Four, yeah, I'd like to see. I, I'd like to see. Um, I mean, I guess this is sort of ripping of Captain America, but I'd like to see one where like where they're around in like the like the '60s or something like that, ah. and then and then they get like trapped in the negative zone, and then they come out and it's like modern day.
0: That's really cool. Actually, that way
1: you that way you can have them. That way you can have them interact with all your other ones. But I think the I think the appeal, I guess, of the Fantastic Four is that they are like. It was like their original appeal that when they first came out in the 60s is that they're kind of like a family, but it's also kind of fun.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: I think, I don't know if that really necessarily, like that kind of would really fit in like modern day. Yeah. Really, or, or, but if we could at least see that, see it like that, you know, in the past and then have them put it in the modern day, that way we, can, we can at least see yeah. see a little bit of that. I, I
0: think that would be great. I mean, that, they do that with... Um, A lot of the films kind of in a a way like, you know, look at Captain Marvel coming out set in the 90s. So it's kind of like you've got to believe that she actually was around, you know, even before Iron Man and all that. And so it kind of immediately gives her a lot of history, even though, you know, her movie's just coming out 2019. Uh, I like the way that I like how they do that as well. So, yeah, I can see that with Fantastic Four. And I reckon it fits, as you say, with the whole family um, themed thing. Because uh, it can come out as a bit a bit cheesy. Look, they did it with the original Fantastic Four movie with Jessica Alba um, and Chris Evans, and it was a little a little cheesy because they really did focus on the family aspects of it. Um, so I don't know unless they get no better writers to, to somehow give it a bit of bit of bit of oomph. Um, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, that bit of news was just pure speculation. Um, try not to to put that in the news, but I just had to, I mean, that was just God, I don't know, fan-based, Black Panther and Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, look, finally as well, oh, look, oh, I don't even know if I'm, I want to do this, Josh, we already had the one Batman reference, um, let's just, let's just, <laughs> while we're ahead, there was another article there, I'm not even going to say it, um, I'll, I'll just put it in the show notes, you can read it for yourself, uh, it's just about 10 Marvel characters up against the Dark Knight, um, you know again just a bit of fan fanfic no no uh, evidence stacked up with it no no there's no science to it it's just they reckon it's um that's how it goes anyway so
1: I was say you, you just didn't get out all everything you had to say in, in your other <laughs> podcast you had to you had leak into this one it's all
0: right and <laughs> know, look a plague oh god I'm putting up a lot of the Batman fans here oh, anyway yep Sorry, any, any of the uh, the fans of that character. Anyway, so um, I'll put that in the show notes. That's a bit of fun. Let's just say I'll leave it with uh, Moon Knight will beat him. No worries. Um, all right, let's just take a quick break, uh, Josh, and uh, let's go. Oh, When we come back, we will head into our Lunar Pick review. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast.
1: And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on.
0: This is the Lunar Peak Review and as mentioned before we're currently under a waning crescent so we have to appease Conchu, and we have to do a classic run review and and Josh do you mind giving the good folks at home uh, the details for the issue that we're reviewing tonight?
1: All right, so we're going to be reviewing Avengers Volume One, Issue Number Two Eleven, titled "By Force of Mind." Uh, you can find this issue just in single ish form. You can find it digitally on Comicsology, Marvel Unlimited, uh, and I guess there's a trade. Mm. That's I'm not sure if it's a I don't know if it's a uh, if it's an epic collection or or Marvel Essential. I'm not sure, but I guess it's titled "I Am an Avenger."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you can find it in there.
0: Yeah, I saw that on Comixology. I'm not sure. I've got on the show notes here. I'm not sure if that's actually available in the, in the physical version as well, but definitely as a digital collection. Uh, and it's not an epic or an essentials. It just seems to be a collection. Uh, it's available on Comixology as a as a collected within a collected format of other issues. So, yeah. All
1: right. and then um, when then so the this was released in September 1981. Written by Jim Shooter, the artist is Gene Colan, and Dan Green. The colors is Bob Sharon. letter is Janice Chang, and editor is Jim Salakra.
0: Mhm. And for loonies uh, that have just joined us and are unfamiliar with the format, so what we do in our lunapix is we will first give a sliver, like a small synopsis of the issue at hand, um, and that will be followed by just just basically freestyling some aspects, just what we thought was interesting in the comics, uh, what we thought was amusing, any continuity issues or, or uh, you know, any references to other massive arcs. Uh, and then we'll finish that off with a moon rating. And, Josh, I have here in our prompt sheet, uh, you know, I'm very pedantic. Uh, we have all the phases of the moon there, and we have a... Patented moon rating system, and we'll give that a rating out of whatever phase of the moon takes our fancy. So, um, I don't know, Josh. Do you want to? Do you want to give a go at the synopsis for this for this issue? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. So, actually, uh, it should be a little bit of background on basically oh, what yeah. happens right before this. Cool. Why not? Um, so, basically, what happens before this is the Avengers, basically uh deal with the the uh, the basically deal with the plot of a movie that came out last year called Geostorm, <laughs> which basically is uh, basically a satellite that controls the weather is basically messing up the weather throughout the throughout the world. So the Avengers they go to take to to find out what's happening and then there's these guys in armor. At each of these spots, because it's like, uh, it's like, there's like tidal waves in New York, and it's like freezing in Brazil, but it's like 80 degrees in like Antarctica. And, uh, so they go there, and then there's like these guys in armor at each of these spots, and they fight over there. It turns out that this sentient satellite that can control the weather is causing all of this. And the Avengers are basically getting beaten. Because they they summon themselves and then they go to the different spots, but then they forget to call uh, another Avenger called Jocasta. Oh yeah. who is basically like a she's supposed to be like the wife of Ultron, so she's she's like an android.
0: Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's and cur- just- sorry, Josh. She's currently in the uh, Tony Stark Iron Man series uh, written by Dan Slott, so she's got quite a prominent prominent role uh, in that current series.
1: Right, yep. yeah, and uh, so yeah, so basically, they they forget to call, or it's not they don't they forget. I don't think they really. And she even talks about this where they don't really kind of respect respect her or like treat her like a human, mm-hmm. I guess. Even though they treat Vision like a human, <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, so she takes it upon herself to go and deal with the satellite, and she ends up stopping it and saving it,
0: yeah. and then
1: they and then they realize okay, we have so many people on this team we can't even keep track of them we need to basically we need to, need to thin out our numbers because there's like mm. at this point there's like nine members on the team we're going to cut our numbers down we're gonna have six and that's and that's why they're having like this membership drive yeah in this uh, in this issue here
0: yeah right right it's uh yeah very very interesting uh, and this issue as you mem as you mentioned, I mean, you've given a lot of backstory in and around this issue, but I don't know. I guess right off the bat, this issue for me, Josh, it was very. Um, there was not, apart from Moon Dragon coming coming in to actually cause just a little bit of havoc. There really wasn't much happening here at all. Like there were little pieces, as you mentioned, of Jacosta um, feeling left out, um, but. It was more—I don't know—my overall impression of this, and I understand it's in 1981, but I'll get to that later. My impression is—I don't know—it's all about. It's almost as if it's a little um, pre-pubescent club, you know, and it's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta, you know, pick. We gotta streamline our members, and you can't join, you can't be part of it, and uh, I don't know. It just—it came across as a little infantile i think i don't know what are your thoughts
1: yeah well i mean i can get into into the story then itself Yep. um but um i think it's because it's not it's not the way they wanted to handle the situation someone else intervened we don't know what their original like way of figuring out how it was going to be like who was going to be on the team but um well i guess do you want me to go through the issue go through the sliver
0: uh yeah sure yeah sure why not
1: all right. So the sliver of this is basically so. Yeah. So they're they're trying to uh, figure out what the who who the members of this new Avengers team are going to be, mm-hmm. and the and the current members at this time are Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, mm-hmm. um, Vision, and Scarlet Witch, and Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Man, yeah, <laughs> and Beast. <laughs> At this, at the time, Beast was not a member of the X Men, which no. he is most most well known for. He's actually a member of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and then also Joe, Joe Costa. So, yeah, nine members of the Avengers. So they they are going to thin down their numbers. Basically, <laughs> as they're trying to do that, all these other superheroes show up, um, like Moon Knight, Hawkeye, Yellow Jacket, Black Widow, Hercules, Black Panther, Tigra. They all show up they're not um, not on their own will yeah which we will find out right yes <clears throat> and then they all kind of start going at each other and then it, it's revealed that a another not member of the Avengers but I guess she was sort of a sort of reserve member from prior yeah I, I'm not too quite sure but she's like a she can like mind control people and she basically brought them all together to basically see who is fit to be in the Avengers. Yeah. Everyone just kind of argues, and people who don't want to be involved storm out. Our Avengers team basically ends up being formed, and it's basically the original Avengers team. So you have Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Oh, I guess Captain America wasn't originally on. Mm -hmm. He didn't come into issue four, but... uh, So you have Iron Man, Thor uh wasp and hank pym who's at this time yellow jacket mm-hmm. captain america and uh the newcomer who is tigra or tigra i don't know i call her tigra no yeah Bas- basically basically a cat lady
0: who <laughs> <laughs> who ends up being a west coast avenger down the line but uh it was interesting to see her here become a an avenger of sorts like of, of the main avengers i guess the east coast avengers yeah,
1: the West Coast Avengers doesn't happen until I think nineteen eighty four, like
0: three yeah. years later. I think. Yeah. So she obviously, probably the writers thought, Ah, oh, should probably should probably do better on the West Coast, uh, and incidentally, we do see her in the latest iteration of West Coast Avengers by Kelly Thompson. So. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So that's uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much the the summation of it. It's quite interesting. What I do love about it, you get these little little bits that um, kind of germinate and develop over the years. Like one of the first things I thought was great was you see uh, Beast and Wonder Man. Like they actually become quite a, a buddy buddy um, duo in the Avengers, uh, most notably. You kind of see it in the Uncanny Avengers that recent run, uh, but they they are good mates throughout. You know throughout the era. So, uh, yeah. So it's um, it was really good to see them here have a bit of banter. I thought, and look, I do love Beast in the Avengers. I know he's an X Man and stuff, but that time when he was in the Avengers was was such a classic era. I thought.
1: Yeah, he was. He's kind of like the fun one of the group. He's always <laughs> messing around, bumming around, playing pranks on someone. Like in this one, we see him go to. I think it's is it this one? I think where he goes and you like he steals Wonder Man's sunglasses. Yeah, he does, yeah. And he starts a whole fight because of it, just because he's just trying to muck around and have fun.
0: Yeah. Well, Wonder Man doesn't really get, he, he doesn't have the best day, does he, over here in this issue? Um, one of the other things I love, and, and I'm a big Hercules fan as well, I loved it towards the end there, Josh. He um, Hercules, the way to measure a man is to basically bash him up <laughs> so, so Hercules just smacks Wonder Man and says, look, I heard you're strong. You know, you, you should be able to stand up from that. And, and Wonder Man, you know, stands up and then gives, gives Hercules, uh, he returns the favour and Hercules just laughs and goes, yeah, that was a pretty good shot. And they just start wrestling. I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> I, I did really like those little moments on here, but um, yeah, this whole thing about, oh, I don't know, and, and I understand it now, like as you're saying, giving it greater context but this whole thing of um moon dragon bringing them in because they want to determine who becomes an avenger or not it's really i don't know really formalized i mean i know the avengers are are a formal unit i mean they have the avengers membership cards it's all very above board and stuff but it it started to read to me as almost like an exclusive like club and um yeah, I don't know that 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 was my impression. but I I really do love the characters and I love the interactions, um, over here uh, as well. Um, yeah, yeah, we see a few of the X Men as well, Iceman and Angel in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And da- I didn't know Dazzler was um, was she ever an Avenger? She must have been.
1: Uh I'm not very familiar with Dazzler, so I'm not quite sure.
0: Hmm. But um, just going back to Wonder Man, he he's a powerful unit as well. I mean, he, uh, again, in the most recent runs, and I'm thinking um, what is really great in the Avengers No Surrender, he's in that. And everyone kind of points to him to try and take down the Hulk or try and, uh, try and contain the Hulk because they know Wonder Man is quite powerful. But I, I love the whole thing that they've done. With Wonder Man. They've turned it around. And he's uh, apparently he's a pacifist now. Or something. He doesn't like to fight. And you actually get a sense of that here as well. Where he says he wants to make it in Hollywood. He's had enough of the fighting. So I wonder if that's a recurring theme for him. Um, like a reluctant hero. But he's got so much power behind him. He's quite fast as well. He mentions his reflexes are instant. So um, to me he's quite a big hitter.
1: Yeah, I, think, I, I like him when he's in when he's in the Avengers I think he's mm. actually uh and did you know that uh I guess there is like a deleted scene in guards of the Galaxy Volume 2 where I think was it Nathan Fillion yeah. was cast as Wonder Simon. Man?
0: Yeah, that's weird. Like or, a,
1: or a Simon Williams, yeah. Yeah,
0: in, in a poster or something, was he or
1: Yeah. Yeah, in like a series of like movie posters cuz yeah. for those who don't know Wonder Man he's an actor and up getting superpowers. Yeah. And uh I it think would be, it, it, yeah. It would be cool to see him see him in the movies and I think Yeah. Like that would have been a good spot for.
0: Him. Yeah, I reckon Nathan Fillion would be good as Wonder Man as well. I think he's a little past his prime for it, uh, unfortunately. But um there's also been talk as well with Henry Cavill uh after he stepped down as Superman to have him as Wonder Man. I'd like to see him as Wonder Man. That'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm just can I just go just a quick little tangent real quick? Yeah, of course. So just to say about the movies, and since we're kind of talking about the Avengers, it's weird how in the Avengers, like, the concept of, like, the the concept of the Avengers basically up until, even until kind of, like, up until Infinity War is kind of lost. Like, so the Avengers are this uh, UN-sanctioned team, Mm -hmm. but they have no members. Like, it's kind of weird when you think about it.
0: Right. Like, this, that...
1: like i I really think they had a they missed an opportunity in uh in Spider Man Homecoming when they go to the Avengers facility uh-huh. and like the only members that like they're not even there, but they just say, Oh, Vision's there, obviously Iron Man's part uh, of the yeah. war machine. But that's it. And then they would add Spider Man. Like they really missed uh, an opportunity to have like they could have had like simon williams in there just walking around you don't need yeah. to see him doing anything <laughs> but just to show that there's like that yeah. there are other other ones in there we don't ever need to see him again just show him there
0: or like, you do know just you could plant the seeds you could sow the seeds and that's a way like almost a backdoor introduction you have them walking around uh and then you know lo and behold down the track you could have a, a movie of it and it's like Oh yeah well he's he's been around and you find the backstory how he becomes an adventure oh, that'd be cool
1: yeah, just it it just I just saw that just a bit ago. Just like it's just weird how the yeah, the Avengers, this UN sanctioned team, yeah, yet they have no members at all. I know they
0: seem <laughs> they seem pretty uh, pretty sparse, don't they? Like it, the the facilities <laughs> just seem so empty. Like it should be, you know, it should be guns a blazing. It should be, you know, practicing. Like you know, like Captain America here, like in the gym. Just like <laughs> there should be heroes just yeah honing their craft. Um, yeah, it should even be Kelsey Grammer. In there as, as the beast, I think he is an awesome beast. You get him. Uh, well, I, th-
1: I think. Well, actually, I, I guess you could do that soon yeah. with the whole deal coming through.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you get the uh, get the mutants in there as well. Um, but um, I, sorry.
1: Oh, say sorry. I just want to go on that little tangent.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> no, of course, of course. Well, was there anything that struck out for you in this issue that you want to chat about? Maybe Moon, um, Moon Knight. I mean, I guess Moon Knight. He, he not. Yeah, he didn't didn't come out that much, did he?
1: Well, you know what? I, I first read this like maybe about a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and then when I saw that it was on your list, I was like, he's not in it. He's barely <laughs> in it. But he then when it. I read it, he he's in it more than I remember. More oh. than I remember more than I thought. I mean, he was he well, he's the first he's the first one in yeah. of the all the other superheroes, because um <laughs> because Donald Blake takes a cab to Avengers Mansion Yep. for the, the for the meeting
0: yeah
1: and then of course uh who who should be driving of course <laughs> but jake lockley of course uh and he just happens to have a hunch about this guy with you know walking with the cane so i'm gonna go investigate
0: <laughs> yeah
1: or he's gonna go investigate and then yeah he's the first one he's the first one in and he kind of calls everybody out he's like I'm a, i don't want to deal with this yeah, you know, being membership drive.
0: He, he calls um he calls Captain America Flag Face, and and um, <laughs> it seems like Captain America doesn't even and and Jarvis they don't even really want him there anyway. He seems to have just barged in, and they're yeah. kind of going, "Hang on, you're not even an Avenger. What, what are you doing here?" And um, yeah. So uh, what I did find interesting here, there's a panel with Jake Lockley, and he's got this startled look in his face, and there's just a little glimpse of just that one panel. And it says here, let me read it out. As its driver, one Jake Lockley is suddenly seized by a strange, overwhelming force. All at once, it owns him. It's pretty ominous as to what that is. um, Because they haven't... Oh, I guess it's it's 81. So they have... uh, Mench has established Konshu, right? And he's established the Egypt mythology, Egyptian mythology. But um, this is quite ominous. It, It kind of makes him quite a mysterious and almost scary character
1: yeah when i i, I remember from before like i uh while i was rereading this i i remember that moon dragon was the one that kind of brought everybody together but mm-hmm. i forgot that she kind of overtook everywhere every so when i'm reading this
0: oh of course uh, again oh. i'm
1: like i'm like wow i didn't realize that they put Conchu stuff in this yeah, that's weird because right. because it even says like it commands him to seek a shadowed alley, it compels yes. him into the dark, fastest, and and become Moon Knight. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool of them showing, like, oh, Conchu's kind of, like, yeah, kind of kicking him into gear to investigate this, yeah. But then it's revealed that it's not. It's actually Moon Dragon.
0: Of course. Well, you, you've only just made that apparent to me now. To me now, but it makes so much sense. Oh, that okay. That's a bit of um, bit of clever writing. Yeah, I mean, well, as a Moon Knight fan, it fooled me. I actually did think, yeah, as you, as you, I thought it was Khonshu, but it's not. It's it's Moondragon. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Um, yeah, so Moon Knight... Na- yeah, sorry? Oh, so then he has a go, him and Iceman yep. have a go at each other.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of the brief moments we'll ever see Moon Knight versus Iceman. And um, I guess we can safely say... Well, it's a bit of a draw, isn't it? They don't really... Get the better of each other.
1: Well, Muno does have the um, embarrassment of sliding onto his ass because yeah. of ice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that's so maybe morally, he's hurt more. <laughs>
0: True. And thankfully, Bobby Drake is um, hit with the same migraine as he, and uh, it doesn't go any further because he's probably. Yeah, you're right. He's probably on the ropes there. But you know, we then we get a huge. Basically, it's just a bit of a tussle, isn't it? You got you got Tigra or Tigra against you get angel and and then you get the introduction of moon dragon um, i don't know I'm not really a big i don't know fan of moon dragon um, i'm not sure her actual motives other than the as you mentioned just trying to trying to get the team to it's, it just seems a, a pretty a pretty patchwork reason for her to do it like she seems quite uh, malevolent in what she's doing, but her t- intentions are good, aren't they?
1: Yeah, she just she just seems a lot more menacing. Unless like she's doing it, she seems like more of a villain than yeah than anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she just decides to go away. Like she's she basically realizes that nothing's really coming of it. Um, so she goes, "Okay, well, I'll catch you later," and, and off she goes. It, it's a pretty weird kind of issue. Um, again, I'm just flicking through here. I, I do like the, uh, they allude to Hawkeye and Black Widow's uh, romance or past relationship. So you get a, a bit of a, a sense of that as well, which is, which is good. Uh, again, I like these little small bits that they introduce. I like that a lot more than the overall story for this. Uh, to me, this was I was about to say this is very much part of the times where it's uh, it's just, you know, let's just fit in as many heroes as we can. You can watch them fight each other. Uh, nothing's really at stake here, apart from they just want to f- form an Avengers team. But then you kind of offset this with Doug Mench's Moon Knight run and the difference in writing and tone between the two. This is very much... Uh, I don't know what I don't know what you say, very much vanilla as opposed to Mench's Moon Knight writing, which is more of a, more of a whiskey, <laughs> you know, it's a bit more mature. Yeah. yeah. But again, I guess uh, we have to remember the Moon Knight series um, that was available, that became available eventually exclusively only through comic stores. So, it was for a mature audience, and it wasn't a newsstand comic, which I think the Avengers most probably were, because it's a, such a big title.
1: Yeah.
0: mm But uh, yeah. Any any other points to note here, Josh, about this issue? It's um. Uh, yeah. Any other any other interesting yeah. tidbits?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, honestly, really not that much happens, and it's not a not a very interesting issue. <laughs> Really at all, I mean, like guess yeah it's kind of cool to see kind of all of these heroes kind of come together, mm. but really to really to know like conclusion really they they, they yeah. all they all show up against their will, and then they're like, well i don't want to be here, I'm just going to leave,
0: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right and and even moondragon, who brought them all together, she goes, oh enough of these petty affairs." If you don't want me to get involved, I won't get involved. See you later, and off she goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Well, I don't know, Josh. Unless there's anything else apart from that, I mean, again, like I said, I do love the Hercules Wonder Man thing. I thought that was cool. Hercules is such a such a funny character. He's great. Uh, uh.
1: Oh yeah i I really like I really like Hercules. Uh, also, around this time. Um, Hercules also shows up in uh, the era of Thor that I was talking about. Also, Oh, okay, and, uh, he's really fun. There's another issue uh, that I like. Uh, it's actually it's actually like two issues after the run. I think it's like issue three fifty six. Three
0: uh, fifty six.
1: 356, which is a really good. Uh, it's a Thor issue, but Hercules is like the main character. If that oh, makes cool. sense,
0: yeah, right.
1: He he uh, he kind of. He he tells a tale of him and Thor and it's it's a, it's it's very entertaining but it's also a kind of a good moral lesson too at the same time. Okay. So uh
0: oh, definitely that's I'm, a pretty
1: good one with Hercules.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I've uh I've collected a lot of the Hercules hardcovers at the moment and uh the Abnet, Dan Abnett run of two thousand I don't know, was it two thousand sixteen or two thousand seventeen? That was such a cool run. Um, he's a really cool character, I think, uh, and he deserves, um, he does a deserves a lot more exposure. Um, you know, this is just favoritism. I do like Hercules. <laughs> I do love my um. He he doesn't appear here yet, but Black Knight as well. I was talking to Rick Ball, the Rick Ball special, in the group, and Black Knight is just awesome because, uh, again, missed opportunity, uh, and exactly what you you were kind of saying about the Thor run, Josh. Uh, Frank Thierry did a black Knight a six issue run and it sadly it, it just fell on its ass after six issues but it was kind of set like Game of Thrones but in in weird world so huh. it was really cool like because the way it was written the characters and and the way black Knight was was going around it was it was pretty much like uh that kind of era of, of Game of Thrones you know that kind of medieval I don't know what you call it um. Uh, yeah, it was really good. So, anyway, so he he turns up later. But yep, we we get at least Wonder Man here, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and Tigra, although she doesn't do much. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, Sorry.
1: Uh, I guess I'll just I can just go with just like the like the last like two pages. Basically, it's like the so pretty much yeah all the heroes that basically get called there by Moon Dragon. Basically, they they leave. They don't want to have any part of it. Um, members who are already there like Wonder Man he leaves to go he, him and Hercules basically go to, to leave to go to Hollywood
0: <laughs> <So> I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I like to
1: see just a mini series of that to be honest <laughs> um, uh, Beast he leaves because he wants to I think he just wants to basically just focus mm-hmm. on his science his sciency stuff. stuff uh, and then Scarlet Witch and Vision basically they're they just decide to leave too that they want to. I think they want, they want to, to, to try to f-
0: live a normal life, don't they, or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I think they end up. I think after this, they end up getting. They they had like a twelve issue like miniseries
0: ah, vision okay. of Star
1: Witch, I think. After that, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so pretty much everyone leaves. Uh, also, it's also kind of ironic that the reason that they decided to call, uh to call this whole thing is because they kind of ignored Jocasta. and mm. even sort of here again. She, she thinks she's ignored. Cause she's yeah. like, Oh, Oh, we're going to be short. Um, we're going to be short with people. And she's like, they didn't even think, they did even think about me. So she just goes and she is, she just takes off.
0: Yeah. Doesn't feel loved.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, well, they say that, Oh, well, we were going to have her as a
0: substitute. <laughs> yeah have her right, as, a, <laughs> as a, a substitute backup just in case we kind of need you <laughs> member you know uh not not even a fully fledged member but <laughs> they're, yeah they're, they're pretty harsh on their membership so they said oh you're about to be you know a substitute avenger but uh, <laughs> yeah
1: and even even to, sort of towards the start her and Vision have a kind of have a conversation about like and i think even in the previous issue too they have a conversation about like like, what's the difference between, yeah, her and Vision? Like, exactly. Vision is fully accepted and liked by everybody, and she just gets like shunned to the side. Like, yeah. like Vision is a robot who has a human wife,
0: yeah. and
1: she can, like and she can't even get a text back. you know? <laughs> 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 Like, yeah. that's that's basically what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's got a lot more emotions than this kind of emotionless Vision. But, um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, shall we get a, a moon ratings for this, Josh?
1: Uh, yeah, sure, so, I'm gonna give this, uh, I'm gonna give this a half moon. Okay, um, yep. And that's, you know, that's kind of even being generous, only because I know what comes after this too. Okay. Um, uh, but before I get to that, uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, I think for the time, I think this would have been pretty fun,
0: mm-hmm. and also
1: like if you're reading up to like say you're like you just bought this off the rack, like yeah. oh like who's gonna be on the like who's gonna be on the team? Like we get to see this, and then you kind of read that like how it fold like how it folds out. It's just like uh, yeah. I don't know how, you know. What I mean? And uh, uh, I also read that um in the. Because well, you know how like the letters page is like they come out like, like the letters page for this one would have came out like four issues later. Oh, and yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I was reading the letters page and a lot of people were pissed off about the team that they they <laughs> they end up having. Which yeah. again, the team uh, is Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, uh, Wasp, Yellowjacket, Jacket, and then Tigra. Basically, Tigra basically just he's just the last one there. And she's yeah. like, I don't have anywhere else to go, so oh, I guess you're an Avenger, even though we don't even really know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, but a lot of people were kind of pissed off about like that's the team, like you have a cat lady, but you lose like the super strong Wonder Man or yeah, the invincible Vision or and you know Scarlet Witch. But yeah. so but yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a nothing issue. So I'm yeah, I'm gonna give it a half moon.
0: Okay, yeah, I um, I, I tend to agree with you, Josh, as well. I gave it straight down the center. I gave it a half moon as well, so five out of ten. It, I guess, it just barely comes in as uh, as a, a decent issue. I think uh, the thing, the saving grace for me were were those little bits of interaction between the characters. Uh, the overall story itself wasn't wasn't too interesting to me, although as you say. It would have been one of the more exciting things back in the day. Like the Avengers, to get a new lineup was always a big thing. You know, whenever they they announced who the new lineup was, it was kind of like I don't know, following a a footy side or something. You know, you you get the lineup call and it's like, oh, cool. You know, they got good players, and uh, so it was always a a a point of interest, I'd imagine, for comic fans. Uh, And it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, this this wasn't received too well. Uh, because you lose all these big hitters and and quite elaborate and and fancy characters and you substitute them for basically Tigra who who no one really I mean for all intents she's what got the powers of a tiger right so she's got the agility strength she's got claws but that's about it um so it was quite interesting uh, to see that, and I can see how this would be interesting in the day. For today's standards, though, for me, I found it a little too um, scout clubby, you know, you know, be part of our yeah. club and, and all that. Uh, it just didn't really work for me. Uh, the art was nice. I really really do enjoy the art. Uh, even Moon Knight wasn't, I don't know, it was in there a little bit. Uh, I was actually surprised, Josh, uh, I went the other way to what, when you said uh, I... I thought maybe that he would have been in it a bit more, uh, and you know I was reading it through. I was like, "Where's Moon Knight?" And finally, there was a cab. I was like, oh, yeah, there he is!" Uh, and he has his little bit with Iceman, and that's about it. Uh, but you know, the plus sides, as again I say, you got Hercules, you got Wonder Man. Um, it's always good to see Beast. But yeah, five out of ten for me. Uh, won't won't get any more there. It it might, you know, maybe reading the the previous and the future issues. Like yourself, Josh might might sway me, but upon a first read, uh, yeah, I think five is a pretty decent score.
1: Uh, okay, so I guess I'll go and what happens afterwards? Because actually, mm-hmm. kind of reading what comes after it might even maybe sour you on even just a little bit more. Actually,
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: I only say that because we have this this issue where uh, where we have okay, we get a new Avengers lineup by issue two sixteen. Mm-hmm. two of them are two of them are gone okay <laughs> so who are was, who are gone? okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna get into this so the immediate the very next issue of this which um which okay before i get into that i do i like the lineup that they got I, uh-huh. because it's it's the like the original avengers the original callback yeah. to the Avengers, you know. So it's like, okay, we're going back to the basics, but instead of well, we got we got Captain America right from the start mm-hmm. instead of having Hulk there for a couple issues, that we have just Tigra. But in the very next issue uh is when Hank Pym basically goes down the rabbit hole, basically. Okay. He becomes he becomes like a super, super dickhead, and he's like <laughs> uh he's like Getting pissed off at Janet over like all the time, I mean, and he's just like, uh, like for like Captain America is like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna since we are, since we're just kind of getting getting started back up, I'm just gonna be as the chairman right away. Like their first meeting because they have like weekly meetings. Their first meeting, Hank is like, well, why should you be, why should you be the chairman? Or whatever. I think anyone in the world will say who should be the leader of the Avengers, Captain America.
0: Hmm.
1: Anybody, anyone would say that except for Hank Pym. He's like getting, he's getting pissed mm. off, and he's like, and he, he's like, uh, he's getting pissed off at like Janet. Cause she's like, oh, I don't know what to wear to the meeting or whatever this and that. And he just like, <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna destroy all of them. That way, you only have one left. You can, oh wow, you know, i just, yeah, like he, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's a he's, bit of a dick. Yeah, he, he's he's a real dick. And then, uh, like they fight this villain, uh, in like Washington D.C. or whatever, and like. Captain America like talks her down, like to stop fighting, and Hank just like, "Oh, I'm gonna steal the G- goy for myself," and he goes and he shoots her in the back. Doesn't kill her, but he like what? But he sh- yeah, she shoots her in the back, and so they're like, "Well, you just got back on this team, and now you're gonna be court-martialed." What? And he has like this trial. God, I'm mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well. <laughs> Issue two thirteen, so two issues after the one we just reviewed, mm. has the infamous oh. Hangpim hitting Janet.
0: Oh, is that the one? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Right.
1: So uh, so basically basically what his plan is that is he's is going to in order to get the Avengers trust back in him if, you can you can laugh at this plan if you want. His plan <laughs> is to add his trial He's gonna have this robot that he built <laughs> okay. come in and fuck everybody up, and there's only one weak spot. And he knows where it's at, and he's gonna, <clears throat> he's gonna shoot the weak spot and save everybody. Oh and wow! He's telling, he's telling Janet about this, and she's yeah. like, she's like, don't do this, you know, this and that. And then he just turns and he backhands her. Oh wow! And he's like, yeah, and he's like, he's like, shut up, you know, and you, you know, you're gonna keep quiet about this. You got your nose. You got your nose this and you got, now you're involved. So now you're going to just keep, you're going to shut up about this.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, he's. So eventually he does his plan, but of course his equipment like fails, so he can't even stop the robot and Janet isn't doing <laughs> and oh, an oaf. it. And. What it, a oath! It does end on a somber note where he's just like, he realized everything has gone wrong. He's just like, I guess I'll go now. And he just walks off. Jeez. And so he's out, and then they, and then they end up getting divorced, and he actually ends up getting framed for the murder of a villain called Egghead and going to jail. So he, yeah, phew, yeah, wow. And then,
0: what a what yeah, a so troubled troubled founding member.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it, it's just ironic that this happens two issues after he was right back in the. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna pro- then, I'm gonna have to read it because it's a f- infamous issue. So. Yeah, definitely worth reading.
1: And then in issues two fifteen and two sixteen, uh, the uh, and at this point, Janet kind of takes a break from from the Avengers too, only because of the personal trauma she's just suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 comes back, I think, in like issue two seventy or something, and she actually becomes the chairman of the Avengers, which okay. is kind cool. Um. But uh, So it's Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, and Tigra, so they're like the active ones. And they get sw- swept up with a silver surfer in a, like, a conflict with Molecule Man.
0: Ooh, nice one.
1: And uh, basically, Tigra's the one that kind of saved the day. Oh, right. Uh,
0: Proves their worth. And...
1: Yeah, but she's also like, I am in way over my head with this. She, but she, she also feels like she doesn't pull her own weight. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't feel like she's like kind of worthy not worth, yeah, like, worthy of it. Yeah. So, after, even though she saves the day against Molecule Man, who is one of, like, the most powerful... He is. Yeah. ...villains in the universe. He can do anything. He, he can do
0: anything, he can, he can, yeah. Change reality.
1: He, He's basically, like, a Green Lantern where he can create stuff. Right? Yeah. So, with, instead of, like, with green magic stuff, it's with Molecules. Um, uh, and so she's, like... Even though I saved the day, I, I I'm not cut out for this. So she ends up quitting the team mm-hmm. oh, on on good terms, but she's just like I'm I'm out of this. So mm-hmm. so within five issues, two of the members that get recruited in this issue that we just talked about are gone. Wow.
0: Scratched. So off it's the like list.
1: yeah. So it's like was it what was even the point then if you're just gonna get rid? Yeah, of that? Yeah,
0: yeah. So. Well, maybe who knows? Maybe uh, I'd say I, like, I wouldn't. I was about to say fan reaction may have swayed some writers, but who knows? Um, maybe the, the writers just thought that's as this is as far as we can take Tigra and we have actually made Hank Pym the worst we possibly can. What else can we do with him? Oh well let's just let's just shelve him for a bit. But um uh, no very very interesting. I mean, again, Avengers constantly rotating roster, uh, which which makes it such an interesting thing. And and like nowadays, I think literally everyone under the sun has been an Avenger at some point. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really exploded over the years. Yeah, so there there you go. Thanks, Josh, for far out. Josh doing a bit of background, always uh, always always um, you know, going above and beyond and and <laughs> doing really yeah doing a lot of the hard yards there. So Josh um just. Working through it, and and again, I'm going to put this in the show notes. So, two, 213 is the issue where we, we get the infamous um, domestic violence, I guess, of Hank Pym over Janet Van Dyne. So, anyone interested, because, um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a terrible thing that he's done, but uh, it has actually caused ripples, and it has actually, uh, it was a, a turning point for Hank Pym, the character, really, and, and maybe just these issues, as you're saying, um, and it really had as you say, have him go down the rabbit hole, and he's never really recovered from that. Um, yeah, I, th- uh,
1: I will say, I think I remember reading somewhere that um, apparently that wasn't supposed to happen, like, the way it's drawn. Apparently, okay. like in the script, it's... Apparently, in the script, uh, Jim Shooter had written, like, he kind of, like, throws his hands up in like, exasperation, and he accidentally strikes her, but the the artist, I think his name was Bob Hall, how he read it was like, oh, he he backhands her, so that's how he drew oh,
0: it. Oh, my gosh. But,
1: but when you, but when you read, because, like, you think, this is really, it's not like, I mean, I kind of spoiled the whole issue already, but, like, <laughs> when you, <laughs> well, like, when you, uh, but when you read the rest of the issue, it's like, like, okay, if someone like Fear hands Handsome actually hit somebody, you think it'd be, like, apologetic.
0: Yeah. Of course.
1: Hank yeah. is not apologetic at all. So I don't I think that's no. just something that was just said just to cover their asses.
0: Oh okay. Because, get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which uh ironically, I read the letters page for the reaction to that one also. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, Oh, I really like this issue. I'm like That's kind of odd. You get super yeah. pissed because Tigra is on the Avengers, but when Hank Pym
0: yeah, hits that his is...
1: wife Oh, this is a good issue. Yeah, why? why yeah, is it a
0: good of, issue? Like, I mean, yeah. it, if anything, it's, it, it
1: yeah, it, it is a good story. I'm not gonna mm, lie, and mm. I'm I'm not gonna. I don't mind Hank Pym as a character, and actually, yeah. it, it is kind of a way because he does end up redeeming himself down the road.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I can this this may might might make me like look bad. No. Not and like, obviously, the, domestic abuse is unacceptable mm. in any form but like, I do kind of sort of relate to Hank because he, he is very short fuse, and mm. I can kind of consider myself like that too. I right, get very yeah. agitated very easily. Yeah. So I can kind of relate to that. I would never go to the lengths that he has. No. But, uh... But well, I, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, he, he has I a lot s- more problems, I think, than just a short fuse as well, which kind of makes him even more of a flawed character. Like, he's got a lot more inner demons happening. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry I, I cut you off there but like um I mean for sure like his he, short temper um but you know to come up with a scheme where I'm going to set myself up as a hero by building a robot and you know uh set, th- th- there's something else in his mind uh the moral compass uh has kind of gone askew a little. Uh, well, he and, also
1: feels bad for creating Ultron too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, 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 what what a heavy weight on your shoulders there as well. So, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's funny that star that in the movies Tony Stark doesn't feel much guilt about it at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could argue the point. He's, he's quite driven. I think these people that are driven tend to get blinkered at at you know the greater perspective of stuff and. And uh, added to that the short fuse, as you say, and, and voila, you have a, a very, very flawed character. And and I can understand, as you're saying, um, uh, not so much relating to it, but, you know, flawed characters are interesting, you know. And so I can understand people found, found the issue enjoyable because it's got a bit of drama, you know. I'm sure it's a lot better than 211. Which we just we just reviewed, you know. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. People like that sort of stuff because you don't get it in real life. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, thank you, thank you so much, Josh, for, for even reading the letters. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. You are, you are definitely doing the research that I uh, have never done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, well done. Uh, and there you go, Looney. So that was an, a nice even 5 out of 10, a nice half moon from both uh, Josh and myself. Uh, check it out if you want to. Uh, but I'd actually urge you to look at Josh's other recommendations, most notably 213, uh, maybe 215, 216 of the Avengers. But check out Thor 350 to 354. Uh, and the Nam issues, 42, 43, 45. That will all be in the show notes. Anyway, uh, we have got to wrap up this episode. Josh, thank you so much for coming on board. It's been always a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, oh God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Josh is
0: choking, <laughs> Josh is choking up at the, at the thought of the, you know, of uh, what's happened to poor Janet Van Dyne. So he's, he just got a problem <laughs> in his throat there. Uh, no, thank you very much, yeah. Josh. Uh, it, it's been, it's been a blast as always. And thank you so much for uh, not many loonies know this, but Josh has gotten up extra early because we are on the other side of the world to, uh, to record <laughs> with us. So really appreciate it. Geronimo, you're a, you're a legend. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me on again. It's
0: been <laughs> fun. No worries. Um, Spectre Call, just a quick shout out to Delita, who has provided all the music for our show today and going forward. And also to Randolph and Ben Benoit, who thank you for the assistance with creating the new ITK logo. Uh, Next phase, we have uh, a new phase of the moon. It will be a new moon, uh, sorry, as I mentioned, on the 8th of November Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get a a, um, a review of Infinity Warps Arachnite Number One by Dennis Hopeless. It was a it was a pretty fun read. Uh, I just read that just recently, so keep your eyes out for Thursday, the new moon, and next week will be a waxing crescent. So we're going back to our modern run. So we will be continuing, I guess, our Warren Ellis reviews. Uh, we were looking at Moon Knight Volume Seven Issue Four. Now, I'm just going to have to have a word with Con issue because we did kind of go through issue four in one of the Isle of Ra's with Scott Weatherly, so I'm not sure whether we would do it or not. Uh, and we did go through issue five, actually, with none other than uh, Josh, uh, so I'm not sure whether we should do that again because, um, if anything, I'll refer to the episodes that they were reviewed in uh but anyway keep your eyes out it will be a modern review if anything it will then be or click over to the next one which is um Warren, El- Warren Ellis's issue 6 uh but yeah we have yet to decide that uh, as always you can contact us on email with any of your thoughts feedback on this issue or this show on itk moonnight at gmail.com our website which is a blog site is into the night podcast.wordpress.com that's where all our show notes and episode summaries are at uh, facebook on facebook.com slash that's our page and come join our group it's on facebook.com slash groups slash itkmoonight it's where we found uh where we got to meet such fantastic people like josh and like uh dustin cold case kurtz uh it's, it's such a fun group and it's always growing so very proud of it uh, and yeah um, just hit us up with a, a comment over there you'll be sure to get many responses uh, we're also on twitter at itkmoonnight and we're also on instagram tumblr and youtube just search for into the night a moon Knight podcast podcast uh, finally we're on all podcast catches so just um, whatever takes your fancy just have a have a listen to us over on one of those, and if you'd be so kind um, to maybe drop us an iTunes rating, they really do help. Uh, if you do think we are worthy of a five star, please drop us a line or uh, just help us get more exposure to other loonies out there, so they can join our group and get discussing Moon Knight with us all. Anyway, that is it for the show. Uh, Once again, a massive thank you to our guest, Josh Geronimo Johnson. And uh, I think it's time now to sign us off. And just, I will say, May Khonshu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. See you, mates. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated.